Coming up, the Orioles win in the 11th and a pinch hit homer hands the Phillies a victory. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. Local experts join us to go over all of the action for you from yesterday across Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. New York Yankees finished a sweep of the Reds in Cincinnati yesterday afternoon, and our Locked On Reds host goes over what went wrong on a frustrating day for the home team. Okay, look, look, look. You, you can choose to be mad about this Reds sweep by the Yankees at Great American Ballpark this weekend. I'm not going to. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. And look, the Reds starting pitching took a step forward this weekend. Great performances by Ben Lively, Luke Weaver, and Hunter Green. And you just didn't get enough support. You got to give these guys run support at some time. And this this was nice to see because early on in the season, we wondered about the starting pitching. Injuries have really affected them. And, and I really think we are seeing a couple of guys take steps forward. We've got some interesting starts coming up with Brandon Williamson. What can Graham Ashcraft do? Bouncing back from, you know, Coors Field and all that good stuff coming up against the Cardinals. The starting pitching took a step forward this weekend. And I'm not going to let a three-game sweep dissuade me or discourage me from noticing that awesomeness. Bryston Stott came in as a pinch hitter and gave the Phillies their only two runs of the day with a home run that beat the Cubs on Sunday. Locked on hosts with both teams join us with more. The Philadelphia Phillies win again. They take two out of three from the Chicago Cubs. A low-scoring affair today. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. Taiwan Walker, a really, really good bounce-back start for him. I know he didn't go, like, too deep in the game, but a shutout start by him is something that's that was desperately needed for the Philadelphia Phillies and the way they've got the starting pitching, especially from him. So that was huge. Bryson Stott hits a big late home run, and that was all the Phillies would need. I know Kimbrell gave up a bomb in the ninth, but he gets his 399th career save, and the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, listen, the offense wasn't there today, but the defense was, the pitching was, the bullpen was solid, and uh, they got what they needed. Wins are uh, important at this point with how they've been slumping, so it doesn't matter how you get them. It just matters that you got one more in the W column, and now you get to see Eric Arizona for a couple, so uh, we'll talk about that on the next episode of Locked On Phillies. Cubs lose another one-run ball game. They've lost 16 of their last 22 games. They are 3-15 and 15 in games decided by two runs or less. By any way you slice it, over the last month or so, they've been one of the worst teams in baseball. Today's game featured six shutout innings from Justin Steele, but the Cubs could not get anything going against the struggling Taiwan Walker. Once Justin Steele was done, it was time to go to the bullpen, and immediately the Phillies scored two runs. Cubs got another home run from Christopher Morrell, who has been ridiculous since he's come back up in a good way. But it wasn't enough. Christopher Morrell, since he's come up, he's played 11 games. He has eight home runs. He's been the best hitter in the National League since he's been up, and the Cubs are 3-8 and eight during that stretch. They will try and right the ship on Tuesday, but it will not be easy as the red-hot Mets come to Wrigley Field. The Diamondbacks pulled away from the Pirates in the late innings and locked on Diamondbacks breaks down that win in Pittsburgh. 
The D-backs offense was able to break open the game late against the Pittsburgh Pirates and take two out of three from them in this series. Miller Thomas of Locked on Dimebacks here. The D-backs ended up with an 8-3 to victory on Sunday, but the game was tightly contested because it was very back and forth. And up until that fifth inning, it looked like Merrill Kelly was cruising. D-backs had the lead. I think he had like a no-hitter until that fifth inning. And then the fifth inning, everything changed. The Pirates came storming back a 34 pitch pitch inning for Merrill Kelly and he was done after five but it was okay because the offense picked him up because they scored in the six three runs in the seventh and one in the ninth Christian Walker was able to break it open in that seventh inning Corbin Carroll started the game with the home run he had two stolen bases in this game as well then Scott McGuff who has been a struggle for the D-backs this season he pitched two clean innings Kevin Ginkle did the same and the D-backs were able to take the eight to three victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates and now next up they got another East Coast team in the Philadelphia Phillies starting tomorrow. The Baltimore Orioles closed the door on the Blue Jays with five runs in the 11th inning in Toronto. The Locked On hosts with both teams are in to give you the details on that matchup. Oh, you know what that is. It's an Orioles sweep over the Blue Jays. They win it 8-3 to in 11 innings on Sunday. What a win. I talked on Saturday that the extra inning win there was the most impressive win of the season for the O's. They may have topped it on Sunday. Their best three relievers, simply not available. And you play 11 innings, and you still win the game. Cedric Mullins was awesome with five hits. Orioles score five in the 11th to break it open. The bullpen holds it down, and they somehow win this game to sweep the Toronto Blue Jays. There was a lot of questions. How would the O's hold up in this tough division? How about that? I'll recap it all coming up on Monday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Boy, ugly end to one, what ended up being an ugly homestand for the Toronto Blue Jays. This home, this 10-game homestand opened up at 3-0. Remember last weekend, we were loving life. Well, only one win this past week at home, falling flat on their face against All-American League East foes. Like, holy moly, don't look now. Well, okay, go ahead and look now. Look at this upcoming schedule for the Toronto Blue Jays. 17 of their next 20 games are against first-place teams, and the only three that aren't against the first-place team are against the New York Mets, and they've suddenly caught fire. Great. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week, the Toronto Blue Jays at the Trop, at Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, their house of horrors. Then on the weekend at Minnesota, who's pitching very well. So at least on paper, this seven-game road trip coming up this week does not at all look like it's going to have the cure for what's been ailing this Toronto Blue Jay offense. Coming up, Framber Valdez throws a shutout for the Astros. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same thing with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for that green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. The White Sox swept the Royals over the weekend, finishing the job with a 5-2 win against Kansas City on Sunday afternoon. Locked On White Sox tells us what's suddenly gotten into Chicago. The Chicago White Sox beat the Kansas City Royals 5-2 on Sunday. Hey, I'm Nick Murawski from Locked On White Sox. It was the first sweep of the season for the Chicago White Sox. They are now 19-29 and on the season. 
However, five and one uh, during this 13 game stretch against AL Central opponents. A big home run from Luis Robert Jr., huge triple from Romy Gonzalez. Starting pitching has been solid as of late. Lance Lynn went six, gave you two. Bullpen almost unhittable. Sox look to continue their winning ways in Cleveland on Monday. For more, check out the Locked On White Sox podcast. Framber Valdez gave up four hits to the A's in a shutout for the Astros yesterday. Our Locked On Astros host tells you how he got it done. This is Eric Heisman with the Locked On Astros podcast. And did your mother or your father ever tell you that there's no such thing as a free lunch? Well, there's also no such thing as an easy sweep. Yes, you're playing the A's with who came into the series with only 10 wins. But this series was a little bit tighter than you would have thought. Yes, Friday's game, you won 5-1. to one, And then Saturday's game, it took a great home run by Alvarez to get that victory. And then Sunday, Frommer Valdez pitched the game of his life. He said it's one of his best performances he's ever done. Complete game shutout of the A's and then you just you got just enough offense to win the game and this was a great series sweep I don't care who you're playing sweep is a sweep and the Astros head to Milwaukee so join Brandon and I on tonight's Locked on Astros podcast where we talk about everything that happened this weekend. St. Louis Cardinals have hit double digits in three of their last seven games, including 10 runs they scored to beat the Dodgers yesterday. Locked on Cardinals explains the hot bats for St. Louis. The Cardinals defeat the Dodgers on Sunday by getting five RBIs from the guy who we all predicted would do damage against Clayton Kershaw. Oscar Mercado, of course. Hey, it's Shady from Locked on Cardinals. And when things are going well, it seems like everyone is contributing. And that's how it was on Sunday when number nine hitter Oscar Mercado, a 28-year-old backup outfielder who just got called up this week, gets three hits. He drives in five as the Cardinals rough up Clayton Kershaw to take three or four from L.A. in the series. Paul DeYoung, another guy who had seemingly worn out his welcome in St. Louis after some dismal offensive seasons, hits his seventh home run of the year. He drives in four. The Cardinals have now gone 11-3 and since May 7th and are now in third place in the NL Central as they head to Cincinnati to play four against the Reds. For the latest updates and info, be sure to keep it locked on Cardinals. The Rangers made it look really easy against the Rockies, picking up a 10-run win over Colorado to end their weekend. The Locked On hosts with both of the Rangers and the Rockies review the dominant day for Texas. Rock on Rockies fans, Paul Holden here from the Locked on Rockies podcast. Crushed, demolished, smoked, a whole plethora of adjectives can be used to describe the amount of damage the, the Texas Rangers did to the Colorado Rockies this weekend. I mean, they were just outclassed in every asset of the game. The Rangers offense was better. The Rangers pitching was better. The Rangers were better overall. The Rockies got some scrappy, hard-fought runs there uh, towards the end of some of those ball games, but the pitching depth issues are on full display, and we're starting to see the issues with this team it, again changes need to be made even with that nice stretch and with the possibility of better baseball changes need to be made because you got to figure out the bigger picture and these weekends are examples of how far away the Rockies are from being truly competitive we'll break it all down on Locked on Rockies and what a sweep, sweep victory this was. The Rangers absolutely annihilate the Rockies in the finale, take all three against Colorado with a blowout 
victory. I'm Bryce Patrick, host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. This was a massive, massive win and a a full team effort. Another double-digit run scoring performance. Home runs by Corey Seager, who has two in his last three games. Josh Young, who finally broke out of his power drought. And a really nice start from Andrew Heaney. Six innings without an earned run, just one unearned run, five strikeouts for him. A multi-hit day for Marcus Simeon. A three-hit day for Nathaniel Lowe. Just everybody on the offense pitching in. The Rangers dominate the Rockies, give themselves a sweep, heading into this weekday series. Coming up, Justin Verlander wins a Sunday night pitcher's duel. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by So Rare, a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace that transforms fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their own fantasy experience because you collect, buy, sell, and compete with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost for you to play either. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Shohei Otani struck out nine twins on the way to a Angels victory over Minnesota. Locked On Twins and Locked On Angels look at LA's victory over the Central Division leaders. Did my eyes deceive me or did the Halos actually get a series victory over a team that's 500 or better? God's still working miracles, friends. Hey, it's Mike Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. The Halos win 4-2 to over the Minnesota Twins on Sunday, and they looked fantastic. They haven't beaten a team that's 500 or better in a series until this weekend, and they were led by Shohei Otani, who had nine Ks on the mound. The game was tied 1-1 to in the late innings, and Mickey Moniak was a maniac. He hit a go-ahead two-run double to give the Halos a lead, a lead that they would not give up. And then they brought in Reyes Maranta and Chris Davinsky and Matt Moore and Carlos Estevez to close the game out. Carlos got his 12th save and 12 chances. And John and I are going to talk about this weekend series and celebrate on Locked on Angels. We hope you'll join us. You could honestly convince me that we all just watched a rerun. This is Locked on Twins with your breathless post-game minute. As the Twins stick to the script with a 4-2 loss at Angel Stadium, Twins are 25 and 22, and again, lose pretty much the same way they've lost all their heartbreaking games recently with good pitching, absolutely no pit approach at the plate, just absolutely dreadful job with the bases loaded, five for 45 with the bases loaded now, and every time they get close or take a lead, they give it right back. The bullpen and starting staff are working with a razor-thin margin right now. Pablo Lopez is very good, goes back up for the seventh, walks a batter, and then Jorge Lopez gives it up again. Offensively, Twins getting pitches called outside the strike zone against them. In all, just a general mess for a team that's in first place by three and a half games. Make sure to check back later. We'll have a full recap. This is Locked on Twins. Four runs in the first definitely set the tone for the Padres in a 7-0 shutout of the Red Sox on Sunday. Locked on Padres and Red Sox go over San Diego's solid showing. Well, at least it isn't a sweep. What's going on, everybody? Javier Reyes here of the Locked On Padres podcast. The Padres salvage 
another uh, pretty dreadful series against the Red Sox, winning this one 7 to nothing behind Renato Dor of all people, having a big game, uh, driving out a whole bunch of runs, and including a bases-loaded double with a 3-2 count. So that was very cool since we're used to the Padres not scoring with runners in scoring position. We got some home runs from Tatis and Soto as well, but for the most part, I mean, this is the first time these seven runs, the first time the Padres have scored more than four runs since May 9th against the Twins. Uh, I believe it was. And then before that, it was May 3rd, I think, against Cincinnati Reds. So, look, yeah, it's nice to get a win, but still the same sort of problems here with runs in scoring position. Love the start from Michael Waka. That's been great. The pitching is not the problem. The problem is the consistency with this Padres offense just has not been there. And especially against a team like the Red Sox, who can hit really well, um, but they don't really have a whole lot of pitching. So congratulations on hitting Corey Kluber. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean anything for the Padres offense. Going forward, there's still way too many questions and just because you hit on the worst pitcher for a team that doesn't have a lot of good pitching not the best sign but even still it is a win and hopefully they can take this momentum and head into this next series against the Washington Nationals uh maybe CJ Abrams and Mackenzie Gore reunion the guys that we gave away I kind of miss them sometimes let me tell you but uh until then guys remember to always stay faithful and stay tuned for the podcast this week it's gonna be fun Despite winning the first two games of this series, the Boston Red Sox could do absolutely nothing against the Padres on Sunday and fell 7 to nothing at Petco Park. What's going on, everyone? It's Lauren from Locked On Red Sox. And Corey Kluber did not look very good on the mound on Sunday. To put it politely, he really struggled. And well, that one error that he made really came back to bite him, however he will make his next start next weekend against the Diamondbacks. But also the offense was completely stonewalled. And despite out hitting the Padres seven to six, the Red Sox left men on base, runners in scoring position. They just could not figure out how to score. But now it's time to regroup, get ready to continue this West Coast road trip and begin the series against the Angels on Monday night. I'm going to break down Sunday's game for you, our final episode together on Monday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. Justin Verlander outdueled Shane Bieber and the Mets beat the Guardians Sunday night. They took both games of their double header as well. Locked on Guardians looks at the losses. I'm, I'm trying to come up with new mottos for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, we'll fail in all phases of the game. Or maybe the Cleveland Guardians, if you're a fan, will make you slowly but surely hate baseball. <sighs> this was a weekend that saw them have a lead or at least be tied in the eighth inning or later. Saw the bullpen implode in every single game except for the one where the bullpen didn't get to pitch at all and they were so afraid to go to the bullpen that they left their starter in probably too long. Uh, nothing went right. Uh, the offense had some moments of life, especially on Friday night, but every single member of the bullpen stunk. Uh, the hitters were up and down, continued to be inconsistent, getting one run on a Sunday evening. And, uh, I mean, the starting was good. That's the one thing. If, if Quantrell doesn't get that line drive off of him, maybe that changes Friday's game. But uh, they get swept. Uh, Francisco Lindor had been struggling, and he looked like a star, and the Guardians just look painful. That's it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game MLB. We thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you subscribe to both Locked On MLB and your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.